online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. Russell Brand Radio. How do I help you? I'm Russell Brand. You're listening to The Russell Brand Show. We're live, live, live from Los Angeles. I'm in Los Angeles. But who's that in London? Ruining people's lives. Looking like a baker, sitting like a Quaker, with religious beliefs that are in alignment with them. It's Matt Morgan. You're right, mate. Yes, a little bit stressed because of Why your stressed? What's last minute stressed? demands and <laughs> subsequent technical problems caused <laughs> simply by your ego. <laughs> Am I ego reaching out into the world of technical problems now? Promises you've made to pop stars. Right, now I made some pledges to Morrissey, and if I make a pledge to Morrissey, by Jove, I'm going to keep that pledge. One was, uh, uh, right, if you're listening to this radio show, and thank God you are, because it's a hell of a radio show we've got coming up over the next two hours. Guests will be on later. Jonah Hill, our super bad and knocked up, also forgetting Sarah Marshall. He's going to be in studio with me talking about, apparently he's been fined for weeing in public, so we can talk to him about that. That's just one thing. Noel Gallagher will be on the phone later. Matt, give him a text, see if he's around. Okay. Uh, that's we're, look, we're producing the show as it happens. This is organic. Come on, tell us your there. little story in Noel the style Fil- of someone in some sort of rehab telling a naughty story from their past. <laughs> what there was this time st- once at the beginning of a radio show where I demanded a certain song was played, otherwise I wouldn't do the show. <laughs> Come on. I didn't mean the frets. They was just empty frets. <laughs> what happened was, right, Morrissey, go, like, I've been emailing with Morrissey or either someone pretending to be Morrissey. But if it isn't him, he's got to do a bloody good impression. And uh, he says, uh, will you play There's Gonna Be a Showdown by the New York Dolls in your next radio show? And then I only remembered that he'd asked for that just now as the radio show started. And then, so I have to put in, if we, the music we play, we have to put in requests before, because I don't know, they have to get it from somewhere. I think they go down a library and get it so they didn't have that record no, went, well, we've, we've got to have the record we'll be able to hear it. And i'm doing a gig tonight and morrissey's coming you realize i'm doing a gig in los angeles morrissey's gonna be sat there and i wouldn't mind if it like it was a venue of like i don't know ten thousand people when morrissey was sat there but when it's like <laughs> morrissey and about three other people sat in a room <laughs> that's gonna be daunting are right? you gonna address him uh, mm, i don't think so if you storm off stage, will he come up and make the announcement like you did for him? I don't reckon he will. And that's something I made a joke about in one of our emails, right? I goes, uh, I goes, yeah, if, should my throat falter, you better take to the stage heroically as I did for you. Uh, uh, something oh like that. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> what you do you mean, two oh emailing each other must be something to read. <laughs> it's good. I've been you saving them up. Forward me these. I will. I'll forward you to them. I've got, I've got some good ones there. I goes, you can come on stage and do your quaint kenneth williams impression so uh, which will be a sideways step for you if anything right and then uh, he sent back something like hilarious Zzz, and loads of zeds like he'd fallen asleep <laughs> then i didn't speak to him for a while sort of flirting you're both sort of flirting is this what this is, is intellectual this flirting hmm i like it I'm into this intellectual flirting. Anyway, so sorry for being unreasonable to the numerous engineers and people that have had to get. There's going to be a showdown by the New York Dolls, but that is coming up. And that's for Stephen Patrick Morrissey, once chairman of the New York Dolls fan club. Uh, but anyway, Matthew, the choice quote, I think, was, uh, get that song, we can't get it in time. Go on iTunes, it's 2008. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I said... Funny. Go on, iTunes. Welcome to 2008. <laughs> I'm not going on. Any... Someone should go to a shop and buy it. We had three minutes. <laughs> My 
Matthew, I'm a reasonable man. Matthew, I'll do what I can to make you happy. Change your nappy! Come look, what have all... Anyway, George Bernard Shaw said, <clears throat> and here goes my justification for this latest outburst, uh, <clears throat> a reasonable man looks at the world and asks how he can fit in with it. The unreasonable man looks at the world and asks how it can fit in with him. Therefore, the world is changed by unreasonable men. Like old Russ oh and my Hitler. God. What? What? What's wrong with that? How you read that? That must have been dangerous. <laughs> well, you nodded sagely, puffed up your chest. <laughs> I'm unreasonable. Brilliant. <laughs> Mother! <laughs> You best like bring me some goat cheese. <laughs> oh, we ain't got any goat cheese. You'll get down that shop and buy me some unreasonable cheese. Oh, I'll give you such a fr Where is my mum? She's supposed to be here visiting me. She's gone. She should be here. I can't do an old radio show without me mum stood by my side. So yeah, coming up, we've got. We're going to phone Noel Gallagher. We're probably going to uh, phone Noel Field in in a bit. He's doing the Teenage Cancer Trust at the Albert Hall. On Tuesday night this week, I think it's Tuesday night, I can't be entirely sure, we'll have a bit of a chat with him later. If you want to email us, you can at russell.brand at bbc.co.uk or you can text us at 88291. Let us know how you think we're doing. We make this show just for you, basically, and for, for me as well. I've had quite a good week. Have you had a good week, Matthew? Yeah, I've had quite a good week, yeah. Well, what's the matter? Nice. We had a sunny day yesterday. Had a sunny Doesn't mean day. anything to you lot out there, but, you know, it was a real pleasure yeah. for everyone here. Yeah, good. I'm glad. How's spirits in Great Britain? People's spirits up? Yeah, people's spirits are right up. How's Mr. G, Poet Laureate of the show? We'll summarise the show at the end of it. Is he all right? He's good. He's swanned in here after his theatrical show. Yeah, out of his mind. Still in his dressing Fur gown, coat, sunglasses. <laughs> swanned in. Else. A girl on each arm. Yeah. An erection, most likely. Yeah. The way he lives his life. Despicable, really. Um, okay, well, let's think. We've got lots of our normal items. Nanecdote, that's going to be on here. We'll do that later. We've got our regular item, Gay, but we're going to do that with Jonah Hill. He'll be helpful with that. We've got the opportunity to have Roland Rat on, Matt. Do you want him on? Um, in what capacity? Just as a, like, you know, I suppose as a guest. A phone I mean, call? Yeah, yeah, like, right, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think, if... well, I think it's quite funny that he won't be a person, he will only be well and right, and he won't break character. I think there's mm. value in getting him getting him on and trying to make him break character. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, right, because, like, you, you won't be able to exhaustively go into the background of Roland Rat and how Roland Rat feels about everything, will he? No, well, he he may do, but I think <laughs> pressure connection <laughs> it. <laughs> Leave me alone! <laughs> like, yeah, we, we can ask him, yeah, we can get him into territory that he won't be comfortable with, I suppose. Can't we? I don't suppose the man who does roll around, and I don't know who that is, will, will he actually have the rat on him while he's, like, he's only wasn't on the it, phone, Wasn't he? he inside the rat? Wasn't it like a man-sized thing? No, it wasn't a man-sized thing. Matthew, you lived in a dream world down there in Dartford. No, it was just a man's hand. That's all that was. But you were so that? intimidated by it, you thought it was a giant. I thought it was a person in a rat costume. I can't remember it. To be honest, would, how could a person? How would the mouth move? It would just be immobile, like Bungle. It's like no, yeah. it, his mouth was. It was a puppet. It was just a simple glove puppet with an incredible amount of sass. Right, that was his USP. So yeah, yeah let's it, get him on. I think get him on. <clears throat> quiz him. See how he feels. I'll tell you some things about my life if you want. Do you want to know some things about my life, or do you want to play a record? Play I suppose. <laughs> what have you got? Anything? Anything? Express good? yourself, NWA. That's no. What about Showdown? Is that near? No, we've got Showdown here. No, we're yeah, no, but that. that made everything go wrong, so I think we're going to try and get it curse. off you 
We're gonna. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but don't worry about that. Don't That'd worry your little head about it. No, I think it's, I don't think he's made anything go wrong. We can play it at any time. Okay. We've got we've got a lad here who's an, a soldier from the American Army working with us now, mate. Really? We've, yeah, he's called Matt. You're right, Matt. You want to see him? He's, looks What's he looks doing? Bodyguarding. He's an engineer. What what are you doing here, Matt? He's engineering. He's engineering. He's got a lovely severe face. Cool. He's a good-looking boy, but he looks like he'd kill you in cold blood so if you if you crossed him. Actually, he's smiling at that. He's got some nice tattoos on him. Ink, I think they call it over here. <laughs> nice bit of ink up him. Lovely looking so fellow. Go on, then tell us something about your life. Doing this film, right? Bedtime stories by, by Walter Disney, starring me, well, starring Adam Sandler, with a few bits that I'm in. I was doing this bit, like, the other day. I have to be laying down on a bed, and, like, there's the two kids in the room as well, the kids, as you can imagine. They're, like, proper sort of, like, they're, what's weird is it's hard to contextualise them because they're so, sort of, confident and smart you know like if you normally talk to a seven-year-old i mean you're, all right hello how's everything going you've had a nice day yeah look at which guess which hand it's in that kind of thing and that's just a coin with <laughs> your hand <laughs> right and like and, and and like but with these kids you have to sort of go like um could you help me with my lines please uh my, what I? well yeah i guess so i mean you're, you're in the last scene you seem pretty depressed what are you doing like you know they're sort of like they're so they pick wise. yeah they do actually a bit mate they gang up on old Russ a little bit. You're like a big doofus. Hey, come on, guys. <laughs> oh, guys, don't leave me Who's behind. Who's my sandwich? <laughs> oh, somebody knocked my lunch onto the floor. Yeah, I know what you mean about have... those kids. Because how do you so, contextualise them? How do they get so capable? Even how when I was get... about 18, I couldn't make a phone call without I know. Worrying. I mean, listen to you now. Sometimes you make a I phone know. call and it's a shipwreck of a conversation. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to... Yeah. Also, they're like earning money and stuff. They're like little adults. They're... Well, I'm scared of them a bit. And then, like, anyway, they were there. And Adam Sandler's there doing a bit of acting. And I like, was like, off camera and I had like to do a line, for, you know, give him his eye line and do it like my lines, right? And I was watching him. And he's talking about something like, uh, what, what, oh, I'm going to be incinerated, oh, and he's talking, like, doing this acting. And I was looking up at him thinking, oh, he's handsome, man, he's a good actor, he's very captivating. Look how he delivers these lines, oh, I could watch him all day. And I realised that he'd stopped talking, and I was just <laughs> staring at him. I thought, oh, no, I've got to do some talking, it's my turn to say something. And that's how I did my bits. And then, uh, and afterwards, goes, oh, sorry about that, Adam, I got a bit caught up looking at you. And then he goes, did you fall for me a little bit, kid? I went... Yeah, that's a little bit. Sorry, sorry. He goes, yeah, that's gonna happen. I goes, oh, I can see what all the fuss is about. Oh, Twenty years Russell. later, you got it. <laughs> I can see what, what the fuss is about. <laughs> I said it sarcastically, right? But I'm getting quite a good relationship going with him. Another bit, like uh, another bit, right? Um, he goes, hey, you don't have to be here for this line, kid. You can, you know, he calls me kid, and that I like it. And then, like, um, he goes, you don't have to be here for this big kid. And I goes, oh, it's all right. I'll stay. I'll just, I'll just stay and watch you, Adam, and just learn it's a masterclass, Adam. I'll just I'll be just... behind this cupboard. <laughs> if you need a drink or something, I can fucking get it for you. You two kids, do an ass wipe. <laughs> <laughs> and I, um, I goes, um, like, goes, yeah, no, it's just, uh, no, it's, a, it's just great pleasure be here with you, Adam. Watch you work. And he goes, okay, and he started. Doing the, doing the line like, oh, Jeremiah was a cowboy. He goes, yeah, I've seen enough of this. And just looked off. It was funny, mate. Oh, the kids didn't laugh. Do so, you actually uh, get yeah. on with him? Do you actually... Uh... Yeah, he's fun, actually. I'll tell you who else is in this film. Turned up yesterday. Richard Griffiths, Uncle, Mon Uncle Monty. Yeah. From, uh, yeah, he's there. Uncle you spoke Monty to him? With now and I. Yeah, I spoke to him yesterday. He's mental. Is he? Ha! Hello, Russell. But like that, and then he started talking French. And I had to just go along with it. 
I just, wow. he just assumed I would talk French. Well, the poisson de la blé, he has a certain je ne sais rencontre de chapla la con. I had to go, yeah, darling, just one, come on. I just assumed that we were Is there some, some camaraderie with you and him? Being English. I'm trying to build a bit of camaraderie, but I think he thinks I'm an idiot. No, no, he likes me. He likes me a lot. I've got a good camaraderie going with Adam. Trying my best with the kids, keeping myself to myself, trying not to pour any of the makeup ladies, really. It's going quite well, really. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, mate. Films coming out, film that other Judd Apatow films getting good reviews. I think we're all going to be all right. <clears throat> if you want to email us, do rust.brandbbc.co.uk. If you want to text us, do 88291. <clears throat> and, uh, well, it's going to be a good show. Noel Gallagher, Noel Fielding, Jonah Hill in studio, Roland Rat. It's all happening. Plus regular item gay. Our jingle race war. It's all here. Roland Rat ain't answering the phone, Matt. Oh, God. Why the hell does he play these dirty games with us? I wonder what he... I mean, when did Roland Rat end? Well, I think he's still very much trying to keep the embers going. Well, yeah. So, do do you reckon he didn't... Oh, hold on. What if he's listening and he heard you saying that you were going to try and quiz him? To the point of exhaustion, so that he could, so he'd break what character. Do you think he's doing? Reading through his notes quickly. Yeah, just as my mother's through. name was Anne Rat. Got <laughs> <laughs> that? She read Dean Rat at a sewer ball. <laughs> <laughs> they were crazy, crazy days. Right, let's read. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to read out an email, as a matter of fact, because uh, you know, fill a bit of time till Roland Rat turns up. This is from Claire Moran. It's called The Wonders of Tit Milk. Dear Russell, your love of all things breast is admirable. Myself being a breastfeeding mother for four years. What? How can you be a breastfeeding mother for four years? If you keep feeding, you just keep producing milk. Bloody hell. That's how I live. <laughs> just lactating your life away. <laughs> so hold on, so you could get someone who'd not had a baby for, say, four or five years and they're still knocking nah. out tits. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, if, if, if they, uh, as long as they mm, have so some... You feel um, like you were sharing the baby's tit milk. And I don't know if I'd put me off it. I don't think I'd feel comfortable, my lips clamping around a nipple, if I've... You know, had a mental image of a child doing the self same thing. Yeah, but if Soft she used, like, like, just used the right one for the child, and you had the left one. Yeah. Well, I'm having the bigger one. That's, there's no argument well, about there you that. Go. Unreasonable again. <laughs> That's how the world gets changed, says Georgie Bernie Shaw and Russell Brand. Why don't we have it so that if there was like she could put like one of them, like I don't know, some sort of the divider in her cleavage. Like uh, like you'd have on a I don't beach. think you feed at the same time. <laughs> well, well not I'm not going to play second fiddle to... Other, are you? <laughs> Why is this top getting priority over me when it comes to the tit milk? <laughs> he doesn't even want to drink it. You probably, it's probably horrible. I had a bit. It's all right. Oh, yeah, yours gone about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious. And here, in according to Claire, is some information about tit milk she has uh, been doing it for four years i mean that's too young i was knocked off the breast at about half hour my mum put vinegar it. on her breasts she put vinegar oh weaned me off no wonder oh, you... look at your personality as a result exactly you've grown up to be a complete idiot that's probably because of that you went oh here comes a delicious <laughs> booby ah, why why exactly. the other kind of... they, i bet they used other aversion therapy on you as well probably like, just, probably nice just little... used to smack me around the face with them in the end <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, that's all right. That can be a real highlight in any oh, day. Dear. Oh, Christ. St anyway, here's some additional wonders of breast milk, according to Claire, who is herself a Hang breastfeeding... Hang she might have had a baby, that then mm -hmm. she had another baby, so she's just sort of been breastfeeding for four years. Incessantly. Two different, yeah. Two different babies. She ain't got some 
16-year-old lad coming home from school with a B&H in his mouth, going, all right, mum, let's get me laughing gear around that. Here's some, here's some information about the other things you can do with breast milk. One, rub a little breast milk into a, a, an insect bite to help it stop the itching. But how are you going to ever ask anyone? That work. Excuse me, miss, I've been bitten <laughs> by a mosquito in the most intimate of places. <laughs> if you'd be so kind, squirt me up, mummy. That can't work. That, that can't work. Jesus would not let that happen. Step two, squirt some breast milk into an infected eye. Continue to do this four times a day until the infection has cleared up. I will do that. This works well with conjunctive. Well, in your own eye. Imagine you self-medicating from your own body. <laughs> you are a doctor, physician, heal thyself. You've been squirting yourself those milky glasses month after month. <laughs> There's none so blind as them what cannot see. Because <laughs> they've got great eyes full of tit milk. Ridiculous. Step, look at this other option. Does she work uh, these things out herself? Because I think she's just... This woman is a deluded. pioneer, Matt. Why are you calling into question these novel uses of tit milk when all this woman has ever wanted to do is bring about homeopathic cures to minor ailments? Listen to this. Unstuff your nose with a squirt of breast milk. After you squirt it, suck or blow your nose as you would as if using saline. Well, what does that mean? What is saline? Saline is would... salt water. You should is that what that, that is? Yeah. Saline? Saline, saline solution. That's, saline's just salt water? Yes. It's got its own word now. Well, yep. that's lovely. And brine means salt water as well, so it's got two words. Saline. Yeah, but you'd never snort up some brine, would you? Get a big snout full of brine. Well, brine's more of a food term, isn't it? Tuna mm. and brine. Yeah, tuna and brine. I mean, remember that. No one's taking away those memories from me. They, I treasure them. I hold them very close to my chest. Unstuff your nose with it. Okay. That's not... They can't do all those things. It's got no... Matt. It's only a very basic protein, surely. Why do you call into question the glory of tit milk? Is it because you, as a boy, went towards <laughs> your mum's booby and got a gob full of Walker's Crisp's sharpest condiment, the vinegar? Soak a cotton ball in breast milk and apply it to your clean face to help acne. Why? What? I will. Rinse your contact lenses with breast milk. These are lies. Rinse yeah. your contact lenses with breast milk. This is great if you need a clean lens. You don't have any solution. If you don't, right, so you find yourself in a, oh no, I'm staying over at someone's house. I've not bought my contact lens fluid. Is there a lactating woman <laughs> anywhere in the building? Yeah, we've got hundreds of those. It's much easier to get contact lens fluid than breast milk, in my experience, and I don't even need that very often. She, she just likes breastfeed. She likes having milk in her boobs. Fine, so she's going around the house going, oh, Mr. Sheen, not anymore. <laughs> Look at this. Mr. Muscle loves the jobs you hate. <laughs> <laughs> I love it too. Skidding around in tit milk. The car morning. probably runs on tit milk. Very slowly. <laughs> Tired and lonely, a refreshing glass of tit milk chases away the mid-morning blues. Yeah. Express a bit of breast milk and apply it to a cold sore. This helps with the pain and speeds up the healing. Drink a cup of breast milk to help it boost the immune system. This is not only great for children, but adults can benefit from its healing Russell, properties. Russell, we've got mm. Express what? Yourself lined up by NWA. Expressing his breast milk. Oh, you've got to do is express yourself. I'm <laughs> expressing to clean out my cupboards. Yeah, it's amazing. that Yeah, that, that is the next thing. Well, we'll dedicate that to this woman, Claire. And... <clears throat> I wouldn't mind getting involved with some lactating women, you know, just as a bit of fun. You're on the radio.
Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Strike that from the record. I didn't mean such a thing. What a ridiculous thing to have ever come out with. Okay, well, so we'll listen to Express Yourself in a minute. Uh, later on in the show, we're going to talk to Roland Rat. Ain't you got no emails from people what's listening to us now? Hold on, hold on. Nick Phelps, the vicar's son, the insomniac, has been made to come here as pastors as this. Hi, Russell, says Joe Haddo. I've just got back from LA. I thought it was a dump full of homeless people. Love the show. Oh, well, I don't know. Lots of people here seem to have homes. I've been around them. That sounds like. Palaces of wonder. She went there thinking it Mm. was a dump full of homeless people. And then when she got this, she thought, oh, this is nice. I'm going home. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. And I, th- I thought it was a dumb full of homeless people. Yeah, but yeah, now she knows it's a delightful place. It's a lovely place. Ha- Depends where you go, though, I suppose. Oh, look at this. Hello, Russell and Matt and G. Matt is right. I, too, remember Roland as a life-size rat, complete with Hawaiian shorts and shades, says Phoebe. Yes, his, the hands had hum- Like, his hands were human hands in hairy gloves. Ugh, Get him on the phone. Who will never <laughs> admit that, though, will he? Because he is Roland Rat. He won't go, oh, I've got human hands. Just- Oh, I ain't got human hands, oh, my kidneys, hey, red veins, I've just got capillaries in there, rolling blood about, hey. Hello, says Lucy. Uh, my friend told me that she recently found an old lady in a bush. She was on an Easter egg hunt at church. She thought she saw an old uh, an Easter egg in a bush nearby. When she looked in the bush, she found it was an old woman. <laughs> I mistake an, an old woman for an Easter egg. So they don't smash their skulls in and feast on the gooeyness within. That's their brains. When she looked in the bush, she found an old woman that looked like she'd been there for some a few days with her eyes closed. She told the church leader, that would be the vicar, I believe, uh, like Nick's dad, and she found out that she'd got lost from an old people's home and they returned her. Keep up the good work, Lucy. That's nice, isn't it? It's a lovely story about an old lady. Very strange. <clears throat> Why? What's, what's wrong with it? I liked it. It sounds like she was dead when she found her. But she wasn't. She was just resting in right. there. She was fine. She got back to the old folks' home. She's and hold on, this Justin. She's continues to thrive. That old lady, <laughs> and she found and the ordeal, if anything, made her stronger. I once uh, in Southend on Sea, as a younger man, had gone out to a discotheque. I believe it was called Tots Talk of the South. <clears throat> Although the only reason it was Talk of the South was because of its shoddy conditions. I came out and uh, some actual skinheads, such as you might find, say, like you were trying to cast for some skinheads, right? In the for, I don't know to beat someone up. These are the ones you'd go for, right? Proper skin. Skinheads was queuing up to get some fast food. Skinheads punched me right in the face. I went down like a sack of spuds, you know. I wasn't knocked unconscious by it, but I just thought, perhaps these skinheads will stop punching me in the face now that I'm on the ground. They looked like they had an objective, do you know what I mean? I thought, like, you know, now that I'm on the ground, perhaps that'll be enough for the skinheads. Uh, It was, actually. They just carried on, (laughs) like, ploughing through other members of the public while I lay there thinking about stuff. Yeah, down on the pavement on uh, the South End seafront. It's like late at night, all dark, all neon lights, all bulbs and the sounds of, like, arcades. Them two P-pieces being pushed over the edge of a canyon. They always look like you'll get more, but you can't get them two pieces. I ain't gonna fall every day, every day, but... Then, like, um, I see why they punched you now. (laughs) <laughs> I was telling you, were you talking that. like that? Eight two piece. Look at these two piece. You are like Geisha kissing your cat. <laughs> I ain't listening to no more of this. And then out came the old fistikins. Um, right then, I sort of oddly I overreacted to the punch in the face and went off and hid in a bush myself for ages. About five or six hours. I was on drugs, like so the the, the attack seemed worse. You know, because I was really high, and then I went off, in, like ran off, and like hid in a bush. And I was there for ages and ages, and I could hear people walking by. The bush was. I just kept thinking them skinheads could come back at any moment. But why would the skinheads this come back? This is tragic. I mean, why isn't this awful. in the book? It's a good story, isn't it? Save it for Bookie Book Two. Bookie Book Two is coming out next Christmas. How old <laughs> were these skinheads? In my 
imagination. They're quite young. But Younger than you. Very young, slender girls they were. <laughs> Attractive. <laughs> no, they were, you know, they were the same sort of age as me, but they were like, you know, this is like, I was, I was, I was probably about 18 or 19. The skinheads were probably around that sort of an age. They were, you know, they were confident skinheads. Well, what, sometimes would, when you go and hide somewhere, you think, oh, you can't face leaving the place. I couldn't. I got institutionalised. I got Stockholm Syndrome. I started to identify with the bush, which was my captor. I didn't want to leave. It was my only environment. I wanted to make myself a bikini out of all the leaves and everything. And the woodland things within became my friend. And they were just woodlouses and mice. Well, there were no mice. Worms, you know. Mm. And I just had to stay in there for a while. In a way, I didn't like it much. I came out eventually, and this bloke, Colin, the cab driver I used to know, who's about mate, he used to go, all right, boy, like that, and then wind down the window. All right, boy, do you know to lift, boy? Like that, got in a cab with him, went home. The evening got worse from there, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I began to long for the company of the skinheads and their simple affection issued through blows. So, uh, you know, people do hide in bushes. That's cleared that up. Thank you, Lucy, for your old lady information. If you've ever hidden a bush, why not email us? <laughs> don't email us. We don't need to know about people hiding a bush. One in the hands worth, two in the bush. Punch in the face, four hours living in a little bush. I had to recontextualise my life as a man in a bush. It was bloody ridiculous. We seem to have lost Russell there. Oh, bloody hell, hello. This is Russell Brand. Tell Professional me Professional as ever. <laughs> we are live on BBC Radio 2. Like, what, how long was Where that did before? you go? Just went to get some, I wanted some coffee. I was talking to Nick Linnion on the phone. Uh, whose birthday it is? It's Nick's birthday today. Happy birthday, so, Nick. Happy birthday to Nick Linnion, 31 today. Our manager, very kind young man. Got an email here from Roland Rat. Uh, you stitched me up and I am listening. Yay! Love Roll. <laughs> he just signs it Roll. He abbreviates his own name. Oh, Roland, do come on. He won't you stitch the him up. We didn't. We were just querying him, weren't we? Yeah. And that's, some say that's worse than a stitch up. Well, listen, just in case you're still listening, Roland, I remember Errol very fondly. Uh, Errol the Amster, Kevin the Gerbil, a female one whose name I don't remember anymore. But, like, she was tacked on a bit, I think, to provide balance because the, sh the show maybe had a very male air to it. Unlike this show, which is a very balanced, feminine show. Oh, Roland, come on, mate. Answer the phone or call us in. We'll be nice to you, I promise. There'll be nothing weird go on. Matthew, text Noel Gallagher. Tell him we want to talk to him in the last half hour. Yep, okay. All right, mate. What are you doing? I bet you're leaning over, drawing a picture of something stupid, aren't you? I have drawn a few stupid things. What have you drawn? There's a little man in a turban skipping. <laughs> and four sort of disappointed parents standing on a hamburger. That's the only they're, way I could describe it. Dis are they disappointed with him and he's skipping? No, they're not. They live in separate worlds. These are separate universes. Yeah. Okay. All right, fair enough. Okay. So have you got to do stand-up later, today? Yeah, I am. I'm doing it in like this little theatre, like 100 people. But like Morrissey's coming. I think Adam Sanders coming. I'm nervous. I'd I feel be nervous, nervous about it. Uh, but done some stand-up the other week, Greg Proops, with, with Greg Proops. Remember Greg Proops? Yeah. Whose line is it anyway? And Greg Proops. That's him. Greg Who's Proops. Him? That's him! That's him! Hi, nice, Hi Russell. It's Greg yeah. Proops. <laughs> Just to be clear. Yeah, that is how he spoke. <clears throat> and he was nice. And uh, I've done the stand-up there. I guess Proops? Right, so that's it, such a weird name. It's a really weird name. I mean, where would that word come from? You should, And also, Nick, our manager, happy birthday, Nick, unable to learn that name. Sometimes there's a word Nick just won't register. Have you noticed that, Didn't Matt? call him Poops. Yes, he did. Oh, did he? He kept doing that. 
Alright, Chris. Right, Poops. right, and I did him on the phone. I did him on the phone. Right, Russell's got to do. Remember, Russell's going on Greg Poops later. It's Poops, Nick. It's Poops. <laughs> yeah, right, well, as long as we're there on time for Greg Poops. It's Poops, Nick. It's Poops, isn't it? Oh, no. Alright, yeah, pleased to meet you, mate. So you're Greg Poops. No, no, Nick, that's Greg. <laughs> <laughs> mustn't call him that. It's going to upset him. Yeah, and then like, so I did that gig and I was nervous because I had to be there in the room before it. There wasn't, you know, I like to go off and hide for an hour before I go on stage. Yes. I feel sick and anxious and nervous and terrified of death. And like, but I had to just sit in the room. Guess who was there? Here is the people that are here. Fern Cotton was there with right. like some actress called Natasha Kinski, who I think is famous. I tried to chat her up. I goes up to her and I goes, uh, I goes, hello, what's your real name? She goes, what do you mean, my real name? Like, what, as opposed to my stage name? My stage name, real name, the same thing. I went, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Good bit of chatting up by me. And then, uh, it didn't lead anywhere. And then uh, there was, um, right, so Fern Cotton, that Natasha Kinski. Oh, is this there. in LA? Yeah. Right, and this is this. What it's weird. Right, there's only about hundred people in the room. Really little audience. Lovely little venue called Lago, I think. Right, and uh, and also in there was Flight of the Concords were there. Wow, Sharon's a bit obsessed with Jermaine at Flight of the Concords now. She's gone a bit obsessed with him. He's so, he's the uh, one who doesn't the look the big like... one. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. The big. He reminds me of Stephen King. Does he? Yeah, the writer mm. Stephen King looks exactly like Jermaine. Hmm. And also, I think he was a bit like Simon Amstel, and he's also a bit like Walliams. These are some of these the references you might need when looking at Jermaine out of Fly the Concords. They were there. And uh, <clears throat> then James May, out of Top Gear, was there. What? Didn't make s James May, out of Top Gear, just sat eating some food. It was, it was really unusual. I just was trying to... I try, it was really odd. It was like just seeing like a... It was like, I don't know, seeing your cousin in a strip club or something. In fact, that's the sort of place I would see my cousin. <laughs> so it was weirder than that. That's where we usually meet up. So, yeah, it was very, very odd and disturbing evening. Plus the man who wrote, I come from a land down under. So like, it'd be good to play that at some point. That's queued up, mate. Oh, I've is it? That. We've got that there Did you ready. speak to James May? James May, yeah, I did, sort of, because I was going in the toilet. Like, in fact, I was coming out of the toilet, and he was, James May was coming into the toilet, and, uh, like, I didn't, well, like, you know, you can't, I just directly come out, so I didn't sh want to shake his hand or anything, because, you know, it's before a gig and everything, you know, I'll get, I'll get nerves, don't I, dear? So, like, I, and James May was coming in, there's sort of a moment of looking at each other, I did a hand gesture, like, like, um, oh, my hands, I can't use my hands, but it looked like, look at these beautiful boobies, is what the hand oh, gesture right. probably looked like. Well, you're going, oh, my hands are wet, I won't shake your hand. Well, they weren't wet. I'd not washed them yet. I'd hate to have to make yeah. small talk with James May because I don't know anything about cars, and I imagine I know. That's... Nor do I. I know nothing about it. I just went, oh, cars, hey, I wouldn't mind going for a drive right now down a road in one in the passenger seat, seatbelt on or off. That's the real question. I'd say something rubbish about it. I'd go, oh, where's Clarkson, is he? <laughs> oh. Where's Clarkson? <laughs> Wait, mate, where's Clarkson? Where's the other where's one? Where's the other one who had the crash? <laughs> where's crashy one, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Right, mate. Yeah, the conversation. We had to go at James May on this radio station once. Did we? Why? Yeah, for having old man long hair. Old man long. I don't older man saying long hair. that. I don't, oh, oh, that was probably you, was it? No, you said something about him having flyaway hair. No, I said that when I made Jonathan Ross that statue, it looked a bit like James May. Is that my coffee, Mum? Oh, oh, your mum is actually there. She's just turned up. 
She's just turned up in a waistcoat, clutching coffee. Sharon's here. She's giving us espresso. Thanks, Sharon, for that. Right, OK, come on, let's make the radio show seem much more professional. So, uh, yeah, we can't, we can't get Roland Rat on. He won't answer the phone. Joan Hill is coming up later to do our regular item gay. Matthew, why don't we do Jingle Race War, where we compare jingles that have been sent into people. And uh, I think we should go back to the old gay one. The old gay one, I think, was better. Russell's regular item Gay, when yeah. we do gay later. and uh, But let's have a listen to some of these new jingles in the Jingle Race War. First one up, Jingle 67 for you, Matthew. Esther Lomas. It's just a general jingle, this is. Let's uh, judge that among ourselves. Russell Brand, Russell Brand Never stop to think of man The always on the brink of man Russell Brand, that's he this goes on for a while. He gets All right. his girl so easily with his favourite body swirl. Russell Brand, Russell Brand. He's a sort of wonder man. Russell, yeah, wait, what? Do you want to talk? Or is he, you're by your own name. <laughs> I just get out. I got a bit hypnotised by that. I just wonder what she's going to say next. Oh. She's just going to keep saying That's lovely. That's quite nice. Clanad, sort of, you know, folky. Clanad. Yeah, it's really lovely ode. I found that very moving, I must say. Thank you. Uh, Jingle 68 by Richard Chapman. Matt's show. This, I, I think they've made one in anticipation of your heavy metal show, Matthew. So well, let's, let's listen. listen to this by... Five, old four, three. Hello, <laughs> this is the Matt Morgan Radio <laughs> Show. <laughs> I've got some records to <laughs> It's quite good, actually. That's probably touching. what the show would be like. I might even yeah. use that. That's all right. Yeah, keep hold of that. Don't lose that one, because you'll probably just put that on a loop, and that'll be the show, I would imagine. Pretty much. S Jack Briggs has made one. It's a silly heavy metal show. Getting himself ready. I was listening to our producer, Vicar's son and guiltmonger, Nick Philps. Paul, the engineer in London. You slouch. You are desperately drunk, man, possibly masking all sorts of inner trauma. Well, bizarre. That's not a jingle. <laughs> it's just that it's an excerpt with some bird song. Yeah, what you've done there, Jack Spriggs, as well as having a name of a fictional character from a children's story, you're <laughs> probably punished for playing with scissors or something. <laughs> Jack Spriggs <laughs> and the scissors, and never, never learn, sprigging away at his fingertips. Um, as well as that, you've just put birdsong over an excerpt. That is, we do not have a, a, we have a jingle race war, not an excerpt race war. Let's listen to Sean D. Wilson. He's written a jingle about Nick, our insomniac producer, who's come over here for a couple of days. Why do you think it's bad that we got him to come over for a couple of days, Matt? Did you force him to come over? I didn't force him. Let's hold on, let's look at his face. Did you feel forced? He's done such a little lovely face there of a man who don't feel forced. He's, a man he who's spending... scared to admit he felt forced. Listen, he's not you a man You can't make scared. him go to LA for one radio show and then fly back home. I didn't, as the radio station makes him fly back home, because apparently he's got other commitments. He works on other radio shows at Radio 2. I don't even ask what they are, because it hurts me that he does that. <laughs> I consider it a betrayal. I saw a picture on Chris Evans' page on the bbc.co.uk website with him and his vicar dad and Chris Evans all together. Like they were all having a real laugh about us, Matt, <laughs> on our radio show, and he's not ever justified what was going on! So We've what were never you doing? met his dad. It's about two years ago. We were drunk. <laughs> you, your dad and Chris Evans all vickering it up, were you? He, 
Chris Evans got his dad on to bless the show when he started. But I noticed when our show started, Matt, do you remember it being blessed by anyone's dad? No. I don't. That's why our I, show's cursed. That is why we've carried this horrible curse with us. <laughs> because of you, Nick, and your selfish vicar dad. You better get Ask your Nick dad down here. if he's ever put on the collar and that when his dad's... Have you ever out. dressed up in your dad's vicar's gear? As a vicar, but you actually... Well, that's not fancy dress. That's, that's not just fancy dress. dress. If people know your dad's a vicar. How's that fancy? You're just dressed up in your dad's clothes like a pervert. Have you seen the film Psycho? You're one gender away from that. That's all it is. You are a pervert dressing up as your dad and it would have smelled all musty and of churches and strange beliefs, wouldn't it? And you were there at a fancy <laughs> dress party. Making light of your dad's career. Yeah, making light. Oh, who am I? I believe in God. <laughs> I am my own dad. <laughs> What a disgrace you are, attacking <laughs> our whole religious culture there. Right, so, uh, there's right, a jingle here's, about him. There's a jingle about that guy who you just <laughs> learned. Sunday, the Reverend Son has made his dad ashamed. <laughs> People that listen to our show are unusual, aren't they, Matt? Yeah, they're We're drawing what is that? What, what, I didn't even understand. All that just sounded like a, a cyberman's nightmare. It just sounded like an echo that would go on inside your helmet. Say you was in a motorbike accident, right, that would be the last thing you heard. Just echoing around your helmet, your thoughts, your dying thoughts. So why was that a jingle? Bonkers. It was by Sean D. Wilson. Well done, thanks for contributing. Campbell Byrne has written one for Mr. G, Pirate Laureate of the show, and now West End Fancy Pants actor. Let's have a listen to that. Mr. G, to be or not to be. Mr. G, to be or not to be. Mr. G, to be. This doesn't need to be this long if it's just going to be that. It doesn't evolve. You can't. But how do they justify having it that long? It's like a little song. Yeah, it's a nice little song, but like, if it's just going to be to be or not to be, it doesn't need to be that long. We got that message in seconds. So, like, the other thing is, why is it hip hop in style? Because Mr. G is very much betrayed his hip-hop roots to become a fancy pants <laughs> West End actor. A, gen a, a true reflection of Mr. G's life would be a much more Mr. G, Mr. G type style chorus line of a song, wouldn't it? God, That's the way he... What? <laughs> What's he saying? He liked it. He was, he was getting into that. He went, Good yeah. how the show started with one of my own songs, wasn't it? Yeah. From the record. That was out of film. Blind Panic. That wasn't anything we <laughs> <Was> planned. <laughs> Who, who blind panic? saying do something, do something, and then there was a song called Do Something. Do something, we're on air, do something. Put that on, it's called that, it's a sign, it's a sign. Luke Gray has made a jingle for G as well, let's have a listen to that right Right, now. the show's nearly over, let's wrap it up with a bit of poetry from our poet laureate. G, G, G! How do you like it? How do you like it? G, G, G! How do you like it? How do you like it? Shut up while he does the poem on the radio. <laughs> That's good. That's good, usable, we can have that. Well done, Luke Gray, that is a usable jingle. That's you in a different gear there. What do you mean? What gear? You're what, higher what? energy in all the clips. I am, aren't I? Shall I get a bit more upbeat now, yeah, do you mean? Upbeat. Drink your espresso. I drank some just now. Someone, like, Sharon had bought it in. But, like, I don't want to get too upbeat because I've got to do a gig tonight, haven't I? What do you yeah. mean? So are you conserving energy at the moment? Not consciously, but I think it's where I'm nervous, perhaps, about performing in front of them Why people. Why are you nervous? Well, because it's America, isn't it? What if I will say something unusual? Well, you what will. true... <laughs> exactly. That's why I thought it was only a few people, so at least if something was said, you could lock the doors and someone could say, yeah. look, now Russell's just starting out and everything he said, you know, yeah. it was just a joke. Please sign these forms. 
Could happen. Okay, that's right. Yeah, you're right. So what? I've got nothing to worry about. I can only have a limited da- amount of damage. Yeah, that's over. why I thought it was a small thing, just to see what happens. Yeah, that's right. But movers and shakers wanted to come. Now there's all movers and shakers. Oh god. Like, one fella's a mover, another one's a shaker. Morris is a mover. Adam Sandler, he's a shaker. They're turning up. So this is the first see? time Morris has seen you do stand-up. Exactly. What I wouldn't do you mind do if you look at him and he looks bored or he's texting or something. Exactly. <laughs> what if he just shakes his head solemnly? <laughs> it's not good enough. Like, what am I, I going to feel? That's rejection from a hero. No, he'll in be the middle right. of a he'll show. He will, will he? What about Sandler, yeah. though? He's going to hate it. It's all about him. No, he'll love it. As do well, you ever right? get scared? That you might accidentally call him Ben Stiller. No, not until you just said that. I never even think of him as being in the part of the same genre. Why really? would I say that? Why know. would anyone just I go, I always get right, confused with the two of them. I bet That's he's... just you. That's oh, because right. of your mother weaning you off with uh, <laughs> vinegary nipples when you were about an hour and a half old. You silly sod. No, I've never, it's never crossed my mind until then. Now, come on, let's get on with this right, race. Focus on this. We've got, a, we've got a pin pin one next. Right, pin pin. Remember, we used to go on about that a lot more, but now we don't so much. Leave this door open as well. Pin pin by Tom Rosen. (laughs) (laughs) That was all right. <laughs> That's because you've got an, an odd attachment to Pimpin. Right, we've got a, an email here. This is from Rebecca. Totally understand the crush on Jermaine of Flight of the Concords. He's hilarious. Give him a kiss from me. That's Rebecca. What, Sharon? Sharon's overreacting. What's the matter? I can't believe you said that on the radio. <laughs> I only said you had a bit of a crush on him. I didn't say like nothing bad. He is the one that. I'm thinking of with the glasses, the big. Yeah, the big scroll. one. He looks like my dad. Right, Sharon. Since, since we watched it, Sharon keeps watching the like watching Flight of the Concords and going, Oh, I like him. He looks like this bloke Danny I used to go out with. Oh, I like him. He looked like my dad. I go, Stop saying he looks like people you've used to love because it's really obvious you're developing a crush on him. <laughs> she hadn't even admitted to the crush at that point. I like him. He looked like my dad. I like him. He looked like my pet horse. I like him. <laughs> She's obsessed with him, Matt. He's a brilliant oh. singer, actually, isn't he? Yeah, they're both a really good up. voice. We might be able to get him on the show. When can we get him on the show, Nick Phillips? Yeah, get him on. Hopefully next week. Well, don't let us down. Unless you're too busy. Unless you've got to go to a barn dance with Chris Evans or something. <laughs> <laughs> don't, you know, don't put yourself out. Here's Thomas Smith. He's got a, a jingle about drugs. That might be helpful, because for when we glamorise drugs, we can use that as a disclaimer. Let's hear it. Drugs yes. are bad. Drugs are awful. Well, 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 no drugs, drugs are bad. Matthew, you okay? Yes, very well. Sound a bit quiet to me. What's going on with... Oh, that's too quiet for me. That's too quiet for me. Thank you. Um, Right, let's do some of this uh, anecdote thing. Have we got a jingle for anecdote? Uh, yes, we haven't got a new one. We've got the uh, the old classic. Oh, the old classic. Yeah, it'd be nice to hear that. Hello, oh, dear. Hello, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, cry me pipes and everything. Things we say. Things we say. We don't know what we're doing, do we? Oh. This is from Mary... <laughs> did, did that make you feel sentimental? Yeah. This is from Mary Fury from Kill. Dear Mary Russell, Fury? Ma- yeah. What, what's wrong with Mary Fury? It's a crazy name. It's like a punk name. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Because Mary, the Virgin, Fury, like Billy Fury, I'm into it. 
Mary Fury. Mm. What is it? As if like the Virgin, rather than being sort of passive, doting mother of Christ, is just bloody furious about it all. Or she's both at once. Like she's a furious, angry mother of Christ. I've been to that. What are you doing? I can hear you fiddling with something. My phone really you? did something then. What did it do? Why something untoward. Someone called me and it started buzzing. Mm. Move on. What are you doing? Writing sexy texts? No. Good chat. It's not my style. It's not your way. Dear Russell, Matt and G, when listening to the show where Matt was drunk, my nan said to me, I hope you never get that drunk. It can damage your livers, you know, says Mary Fury. Mary Fury's nan failing to understand that we have but one liver in her old age, or she may have just mispronounced it. Mary Fury, though, is not a person who's going to look kindly upon any mistake. She'll come down hard. That's I wasn't noticeably charm. drunk. You were noticeably drunk, Matthew. Look, why are we getting emails from Mary Fury then? Why is Mary <laughs> Fury wasting her time saying you were drunk? It was you quite difficult doing this show drunk, actually, because all the buttons and that. Yeah. Well, that's why people generally don't come to work drunk. I, don't, I mean, I don't know why. The whole drink driving thing passed me by, but. Yeah. It's all oh, this is fun. Now. I'm a better driver <laughs> when I'm drunk. I feel more confident. I can react quicker to the people I'm running over. Sorry! For heaven's sake, look at him. One breath demanding ridiculous pay rises, the next minute he turns up blind ridiculous. drunk to work. P ridiculous. I deserve this, that, and the other. Where's my car? Take me back to Dartford. <laughs> Matt Morgan. <laughs> you know, and then he turns up there drunk. It's unbelievable. It was, yeah, but we started at one in the morning and it was Friday night, so I'd obviously gone out and then come here later. Yeah. You obviously it was a low point. You, oh, you know, I'm much more professional now. A little stack of papers here. Yeah, what's on your stack of papers? Drawings of a boy in a turban skipping and four disappointed parents on a hamburger. That's not a massive <laughs> step forward, Matthew. Well, I want acid this week, you know. I've <laughs> different experiences each time. A lot of things coming up. Hello, Russell, Matt and G, says Emma, as part of our uh, item anecdote. My mum regularly claims that midgets are never out of work, basing their entire theory on a never-ending demand for Ewoks. Well, that's not going to keep people in mind. I don't think you say midgets. D dwarves. Little, little people. people. Little people. What do we call the little people? Is what they, yeah, politically correct term for them when you right. when you book one for a, uh, you know, from an agency for, for TV work or something. You said you, you have to phone up and say, oh hello. You did TV work. <laughs> what about when you did TV work with some little people? Yes. You chased chased them around and picked them up and scared them. Yeah, well, the job was that they had to be chased around, giggling, going <laughs> mm. like that, and then picked up and put into something. So I had to cast, do a casting for them. So I had to, mm. someone filmed me chasing like about 10 little people around, one after the other. And I had to, mm. and oh, we've, we've discussed this before. Didn't you flirt with one of them? No, there was a female little person and she got, she appeared to get turned on by being chased. <laughs> <laughs> and was when I caught up got... with her, yes. I didn't know where to grab her. Where did you grab her though in the end? By her boobs. Straight for the it? boobs. <laughs> Straight for the boobs. Picked her right up by them boobs. <laughs> Dragged her right no, up. No, I didn't touch oh, her. Nice. I thought it was unprofessional. Didn't you say she smelt funny? No. <laughs> well, anyway, there's a, a little person working on this film. A little person I like to call my penis. There's a little person working on this film, right? A, like a dwarf right and uh like there's a bit where they stand in for the children because the children can only do a certain number of hours a day in spite of their remarkable professionalism they what? clear off and, that can't yeah. be right it's true so they get a, like, a little person dwarf to stand in right and then there's this line though where like it goes oh and then a then a dwarf came an angry dwarf came and kicked him up the butt right and that's normally a child saying it but when it was the stand-in the dwarf had to say it 
had to go an angry dwarf came and kicked him out the butt. I was there in that scene. I just had to just look down at the ground. <laughs> when everything went <laughs> they away. They don't mind. They, you know. Do you think they don't mind? Because well, I think if they it... work in showbiz, if you if you you know weren't mm. happy the way you were, you wouldn't go out there. And well, mind you, I don't know if it's hard to get work. I can't see that it is. Oh, God, look. Stop it was a very talking. happy scene. It was a very, it was a scene about a great deal of joy, and she was crying when she said that line. So I don't. You know, it seems to me that she, she weren't entirely happy with it, Matthew. I don't know. But it's, other than that, it's been a joyous atmosphere on the set. I'll tell you what else happened. Like when uh, guess what? There's this bit where um, like Adam Sandler told me to do something one way. He goes, "Hey Russell, when you do when you do all this thing, I want you to you know like I've, I've told you about Mike from Neighbours, and I can't yeah. go on about that. Let's do an anecdote." <clears throat> I just remember that Noel Gallagher loves uh, little people, doesn't he? Do you remember he's that? He's obsessed with them. Oh yeah. Mm. Where is he? He Let's said, uh, "Yeah, he's he's listening to the show." I'll is he listening to it him. now? Yeah. Well, you know, there's a picture. We took some pictures of Noel Gallagher right when he came in here, right? And guess what? He looks like uh, he's well funny. There's pictures of him with like Nick. Happy birthday, Nick. Happy birthday to you. Uh, and there's pictures of him, right? Noel Gallagher looks like a waxwork of a next-door neighbour, you know, like a mum's mate. You know, like a mum's mate who's got her hair cut a bit short. Oh, I just thought get it cut short in the end, what, you you're know. What, you he looks female and waxy? He looks like a mum's mate next-door neighbour should have a little wear, should be wearing a little pinny. <laughs> 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 all right, love, mum's mate. <laughs> oh, dear, all right, mum's mate, Noel Gallagher. <laughs> At first he was wrinkly rocking old Gallagher, now he's like a mum's mate, like a next door. Oh, Jean, Jean from over the road was here earlier. All right, love. <laughs> Jean with her nicotine fingers. Oh, see him in a little Sam suit. Do you remember Sam suits? What's a Sam suit? It's like a sort of velour-y material that they were... Yeah, your mum's mate, exactly. They used to was... wear those. and Yeah. yeah. What kind of... What, the necklace, house gold necklace on the Sam suit. Oh, I can see him in that. Oh, I getting dressed up in that. Yeah, I'm getting well I do it now. This is turning me on. Let's get that photo up on the website because people are going to crack up at that of Noel Gallagher. Although <laughs> might drive Sarah out of that ridiculous relationship. Baby under one arm, then straight into my little lair. Hopefully it's not too late. The feeding will still be going on. <laughs> oh, there you go. He'll have something to say about that when the old Noel Gallagher, he hates that kind of abuse. Here we go. Look at this. This is from Panto Jeff in Toulouse. Wow, what a guy. Hi, Russ and the team. On seeing a young mother with a new baby, my nan said, Ah, oh, look at that. Don't it make you feel all nocturnal? But <laughs> 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 like she wanted to go out and look at foxes and <laughs> go down a badger's den. Russell. Nice. What, mate? Someone very important's on the line. Is it North Fielding? I think so. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, we've not heard him for some time, but he's here now. My God, Noel Fielding, are you out and about? Are you all right, Noel Fielding? Hello? Hey, how are you, Russ? Are you all right? I'm, I'm all right. I've like, adjusted my energy level to be much higher and now find out that you're very relaxed. <laughs> I'm well relaxed. I'm in a cab on Kentish Town High Street. Oh, Kentish Town High Street. I remember can that. Can you imagine? Funding. Yeah, I can remember Parading that. up and down looking for prostitutes mm. that I can hurt. <laughs> That's a joke, of course I'm not. I'm just going out. Never hurt uh, prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> just having a milkshake, which is another word for a prostitute in Noel's language. <laughs> he shakes up their lactating boobies, makes them eat lots of delicious strawberries till they pour forth. Are you okay? Exactly. How are you? Well, good, actually. Thanks. I'm in another country and everything. I'm trying to relax and adapt to it all, but it seems, it seems quite good. Things are you seem in Hollywood? 
I'm actually in Hollywood. I'm like this radio station where we are. We can see a glorious view. I can just from where I am now. I can see Sandra Bullock getting off with a homeless man. I can see the Hollywood sign. <laughs> George Clooney's emptying himself out into a bin. It's, it's, yeah, it's really wild here. You're As lovely. I imagine it, I can see you just sitting on the O of the Hollywood sign with your sort of drain pipe legs hanging over the edge, just sort <laughs> of all... taking it all in. Maybe I am, a I'm cup just... of tea. I'm sat right in the middle of the O, just my little legs dangling, all lifeless they are, <laughs> all pigeon-toed and inwards. With <laughs> your pointy boots, sort of yeah. jutting up and down. That sounds, that sounds beautiful. It's really nice. Why don't you come out? A lot of people seem to think that you and I should do a film together, Noel. There's a lot of, a lot of interest. There's a lot of talk about that, isn't there? A lot of talk about it. I said, all Let's right. Give them we... what they need, shall we? Yeah, why we'll not? We'll write it on the hoof. We'll write it, we'll write it as they're setting up the cameras, each scene. Be a That'd new be It'd be nice, yeah, we'll, write, we'll work it out as we go. Well, we'll yeah. just perch in one O each. You can be in one O, I'll be in the other O. We'll be scribbling out some ideas. It's going to be a, a smash hit. I bet we could scribble out faster than they could set up for the day. Of course we can, especially if we learn shorthand and just do drawings for some bits. Oh, this is amazing. There's a woman in a cab opposite. I'm in a black, I'm in an Addison Lee. She's in a real black cab. And she's Other cabs are available. She's listening to me on our, on your radio show. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> We're out there live. We're like reaching out to people. <laughs> this is it. She can see it. For one person, this is a visual medium. And Not she's looking like... for a taxi window, which is like a TV screen. So it's perfect. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> Pretend to go downstairs, Noel. No, oh, no, why don't you go into the basement and collect some stuff? We need it for our script. Are you doing it? Are oh, you doing brilliant. it? I will, I will. Oh, that's Do it beautiful. for her. But that one lady in your cab that's listening, hello, I saw hello. you. Gave me the thumbs up like Macca does. Yeah, our other two million listeners may be alienated by that, but for her, what a treat. What a rare oh, treat. What a treat for that one singular lady. It's not often that you see a lady driving a black cab either, so it was nice. In itself, it's brilliant, yeah. I always, I make a special effort. If I get into a cab and it's a, a lady driver, I always think, well, this is lovely. She's in complete control. I think of her being in the back of the cab like being in her womb. I really set her down. In her womb. <laughs> yeah, right in her womb. You know, not in a, not in a sexual be, way. Just dozing in a womb. Carried about like in a kangaroo pouch. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. nice. All so, mucusy. Um, how on. are you? It's a little sunny there. It's pitch black here. Yeah, nice. No, well, that's just the night time, Noel. Don't be oh, alarmed by that. In it's eight hours' time... Weather. I've been blaming the English weather. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been these... cursing the weather. <laughs> you mustn't. Every every 12 hours or so, there will be eight hours of darkness. You mustn't. Oh, Don't really? let that affect you psychologically. Yeah. Oh, that's what that's that, what that, that is. what that owl was. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> that owl, yeah, they come out of the night time. That's Isn't where that... the... Uh, that's a silver dustbin lid in the sky. Is that the moon? <laughs> right, that's him. Who comes out every night? He'll be <laughs> replaced by a golden crisp-like character in the morning. You mustn't be alarmed. <laughs> oh, damn. I've got it all don't wrong again. Him. I don't really yeah. know what's happening. You must so, observe the cycles. What about when that white blanket is laid over the world for a couple of days a year? That must freak you out as well. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? That huge sheet. Who makes that? Because you can't get sheets that big. When I've been into Debenhams, they don't stock them. They won't do them in there, those, those little A Rumpelstiltskin type character that weaves them together at night. That's well, a big was... patchwork sheet. Yeah. Oh, it's... He well, calls it's... it snow. <laughs> See, yeah, that's just branding. Um, what, what was motivating Rumble Stiltskin to like? He made that girl spin all that straw into gold, and and he took her baby. How was yeah. that? And he was horrible. He took her baby. Do you remember he put his foot through the floor? I loved that. 
Yeah, he did put his it foot through. It did make me think floor. that the, you could put your foot through any part of the floor, and that all the floor on the earth was like a stage. I can't really work that out. I just yeah. thought, what if he weren't sort of, he weren't above floorboards? If he was just sort of in a field, how could he have done that? He wouldn't have been able. To. That's right. He must have planned it before. Premeditated foot stomping, whole... I called it. Yeah, it is a premeditated foot stomp in any language, that is. So Rumpelstiltskin, or oh, the whole crime's got to be looked at in a different light now. Stealing babies, weaving straw into gold, that's just basic alchemy. Then stamping his way into a field is pretty sickening. <laughs> stamping his tiny sort of stripy legs. Oh, his legs are horrible, aren't they? Horrible. Like a goth like Camden. Sort of Camden gothic. Ooh, sort of purple legs with little stripes on them. No, you're doing that Teenage Cancer Trust. When is it? I know. Tuesday night. Wednesday. It won't be the same without you. I know. It's going to be... It's going to be... Well, I think you'll be all right, though. Have you got any... What, who's going to be in it? Uh, I think I'm, I've got Count Arthur Strong. Do you know him? Yeah, he's good. Count he's Arthur good. Strong. He's good. Matt Holness is coming back by he's popular brilliant. demand. So everyone likes yeah. him. I've Out got Orima Meatham coming down. Um, and maybe good. maybe a, a surprise, a special surprise at the end. Maybe what a sort of Bush-esque type surprise. Oh, I don't want special... to give away. Who could that be? Who could that be? <laughs> but I don't want to get the fans too excited. No, crikey. Especially not with your curmudgeonly cohort's <laughs> attitude to live work. <laughs> I know. It's going to touch and go right before, right before the second act, I imagine. Oh, dear. Well, best of luck with all that. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Oh, thank you. Know. you. And there are still you tickets available, so if anyone wants to come, text me or Russell. If you haven't got our numbers, buy some. <laughs> and uh, don't be alarmed by the sky going just... black. Apparently it's a thing called night. That's just night. That's going to happen again while the sun god Ra wrestles with the darkness. <laughs> Will he emerge triumphant? More news. 6am GMTV with Lorraine Kelly. Yeah, get some tickets for that thing. It'll be quite good. Um, I'm going to do you a touching message to read out, Noel. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I'll read it out on stage. That'll be really nice. Wicked. Don't... What if, like, because I was thinking of doing it all sort of sarcastic, but then what yeah, if do you do it all maybe... sarcastic at first, and then maybe... Right. So that's what it'd be funny if you're, what you are in order of making films, and I thought we could make some comic gold out of the fact that <laughs> I'm still here a year later doing, <laughs> doing charity gigs on my Todd, and you've gone off to Hollywood. I thought that is would that, be quite is, funny. Is that the Alpha all, yeah, though? He fancy putting a PS and putting something nice. What, um, about you, like, or about, like, about the teenage the, the whole trust. charity and, you know, the kids. Yeah, yeah right, okay. whatever you fancy. You this is what it's going to be like. You've held a pen before. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. You have a quill. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go well. I was just using that to tickle a duchess. I let go of it eventually. It was an horrible <laughs> business. Hey, this is like when we write that film, you know, where it'll I be know. like, you know, we're writing it on the hoof. It's going to be brilliant. I've got, I've got great, great plans and ideas it's, for it. It's going to be beautiful. I noticed that Courtney Love's very keen to produce it. I'm a bit worried about that aspect of it in case she, you know, she might be a loose cannon on the set. Stomping around, stomp around. but actually she's quite a good actress, isn't she? So we could get she's... her to do a little cameo. Be good if she does some acting. Won't be good I if know. she sort of turns up kicking over cameras and doing boots, smoking <laughs> more fags than one at once, a fag between each finger, jabbing at us. <laughs> Don't need that. No, uh, it'll be fun, won't it? Let's do it. Come over here then, you'll have to come over here, it's ever so nice. Jonah Hill's coming on this show later, I happen to know he's a big fan of the bush. Perhaps give well, him a message nice. that I can... Hey, yeah, I'll give, give I him a message. you're living up in the hills, in the Hollywood Hills, is that true? Yeah, up in the hills. It, don't be like, but it's not as nice as it sounds. When, when we got there, there was, uh, there was child's knickers in a drawer. So really? Is that, yeah, loads of child's knickers. 
that's you a... didn't look at that as a bone. You thought that was quite. You didn't sort of like that aspect. I think that's quite nice. A bit of grubbiness. <laughs> yeah, it's not. But I thought I saw that as detrimental to the house. <laughs> you don't just... be too lardy, da. You ought to keep your feet on the ground with a grubby pair of child's knickers. <laughs> I used to. I carry a pair of them in my pocket now, like just to keep me grounded. But I'm working on a Disney film, and it led to complications on the second day when I was caught near one of the actors crying. <laughs> I said, one of these, one of the actors has made a child cry. Empty your pockets, Mr. Brand. I go, I've got nothing to worry about. That's just a handkerchief. Why is it shaped like a child's ass? then? Came the question. Said, no reason. It's a novelty. Novelty handkerchief. That's just novelty is all that is. So, yeah, oh, I like beautiful. it. And the electricity don't work. But other than that, it's oh. nice. Other than that, it's uh, see, basically you're living in a cave full of old child's knickers. Well, <laughs> it's not as glamorous as I'd imagined or hoped. It's a home from home. When Russell's gone to Hollywood, it's amazing. Apparently, <laughs> he's living in a cave full of child's grubby knickers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the life I'd always dreamed of. Right. No, we've got to we've Go on, say something. I'm actually changing, changing the course. So I was going to go out for a drink in Soho, but now I'm telling him to go straight to the airport. The grubby <laughs> knickers that have lured me in. <laughs> yeah, they've got I'll a magnetism. within the hour. Thank God. Uh, no, I look forward to seeing you. I shall greet you at the airport. You'll recognise me. I'll be the one wearing child's knickers <laughs> on my head, <laughs> on my okay. feet. I'll be swathed in child's knickers like an Beautiful. infant Christ. Covered from head to toe in little <laughs> children's wife fronts. <laughs> there I am. All right, mate. Thank you very much. Right. Good luck. I'll no send worries. you a nice message. I'll send yeah. you a nice message for that for Teenage Cancer Trust on Wednesday night at the Albert Hall. Noel Field in there. Cheers, mate. Cool. I'll talk to you Good later. Luck. And I'll talk yeah. to you soon. Focus on Take your journey. Care. Look after yourself. Bye bye, Noel Fielding. Bye bye. Bye. There he goes. Oh, Noel Fielding in the back of a cab doing a TV program for one adjacent listener there and also getting us into the dangerous territory of child knickers and also why there is a perpetual cycle of light and darkness. Did you enjoy that, Matt Morgan? Very good. Loved it. Nice to hear him, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, do you reckon think... we could do a film together? I don't know. Don't you think I might be petty and jealous? Oh, yeah, obviously, but... <laughs> I think we talk about that on the radio, do we? <laughs> no, we don't talk about my petty jealousness. I'm like a, a nice man on the radio. <laughs> yeah, no, I would like to, because, uh, yeah, he's a lovely man, isn't he? And he's funny and everything, and when you're would off doing something... Would you something... go through the script with a highlighter and see who had the most to say, and then get a mm, bit? Probably. Have you ever done that? Do you do that? Well, don't bother when I'm doing a film with Adam Sandler and I'll just, every so often, I have to stare <laughs> lovingly into his eyes. Like, you know, because that, like, I'm, I'm not in it nearly enough. I had to be interviewed, like, by, like, a, a, some sort of entertainment channel yesterday and they were talking to me like I was a normal person because I'm not famous or anything. So, Russell, what's it like? It must be a dream come true. I bet you have to pinch yourself. I go, no, I don't pinch myself, mate. That's weird. <laughs> Why would anyone do that? I look like a pervert. <laughs> Freak people out. It's really, really How good. How did you get the... Did it take until they realised you weren't normal? Two questions. You could see the man, sort of something fell, fell over inside him. <laughs> he was like trying to <laughs> hold it together because he was all sort of fake tan and handsome and everything and like sort of trying to do a normal... Pro you could tell from the tone of his voice that he thought he was doing a normal television programme. But I, I jacked in the madness. Jonah Hill! Jonah Hill! Jonah Hill's wandered in here in a pork pie hat. He looks adorable. He's wearing a Jonesy's Duke's Box t-shirt. Well, I'm very well. Welcome, Jonah Hill. Please sit down. Jonah Hill, is, we're live on air, Jonah. Um, this is England. This is going to English people, so remember not to say anything unusual. Can you curse on English radio? You can mildly curse. You could say perhaps tits or arse, but don't go into C, the F and C words. You shouldn't do that because we're live. You'll confuse okay. people. That's like 
Okay, cool, yeah. I got it. Yeah. What's up, man? Oh, you know, I'm all right, just doing my radio show. You just missed Noel Fielding. You know, the Mighty Boosh. Yeah, he was oh, yeah. just on there. He, like, he was, as he was doing this show, he was, a woman pulled up beside him in a cab because he was in a cab as well. Yeah. And went, I'm listening to you now. So we, we turned <laughs> the show into a TV show you for broke, that one person. You broke down the fourth wall. The fourth wall went out the window. <laughs> we were just in a desolate He was watching man. someone listen to him. While he's talking, listening to himself. Right, in a way, he could have yeah. got himself in a vortex. <laughs> he's, he's now in the center of the earth right now. Right now. I just spoke to him. He, uh, yeah. He's in the center of the earth. He's very much like Vishnu. He's at the center <laughs> of the earth, numerous arms, just operating the world. You know what's funny is I drive by here like every day, and it's funny to know that you're in here doing a radio show. That's right. Not I drive by. Only, only one day a week, but actually, oddly, <laughs> I do come in here just to hang out. <laughs> For, for the other six days. I wish you guys listening in England could see this weird room that we're in. <laughs> Describe it, Jonah. It's kind of like there's some really shady-ass cracked windows. He's already done arse. <laughs> the arse and crack were not the same thing. No, no, no crack ass. Just cracked windows. It looks like if you had uh, knocked on it a little too hard, you could fall off the 15th floor. Yeah, very easily. There's like a die-hard building across the street that looks like yeah. it's about to blow up or something like that. It's pretty yeah. intense in here, man. I don't know. It's, uh... so, and you've walked straight into it. Well, let me just tell you like, about some of the people here. Yeah. Peter is an Englishman. He, yeah, man. You've got nothing to fear from him. He covered the <laughs> English miners' strike uh, in the 80s, so he's, he's a deeply socialist man. That's John Rogers. He's filming us there hey, for uh, purposes that I suppose will be discussed with you. I don't think it's anything weird. <laughs> he's a friend of mine. He's got two fine sons. Is this for the live Russell Brand radio movie that I didn't know about? <laughs> yeah. Coming You're down. the star. <laughs> We're selling it on your name. And uh, that is Matt. Matt is an American ex-serviceman. Cool, what's up, man? He'll kill you if he has to. Cool. He'll kill anyone if he has to. That's the nature of military life. That's but, his. Uh, that's his job. Yeah, but no, now, him. now it's peacetime for us. So he's alright. That's my <laughs> mum, Babs. This is Joan Hill. No way. That's your. Hi, <laughs> that's to meet you. That's really your mum. That's actually my mum. Yeah. That's Sharon Smith. Hey. She's my mate. She'll. I met Sharon. Oh, you've met her before, of course. Yeah. It's Nick, it's his birthday hey, today. Man. Happy birthday, Nick. Thank and you. that's Nick Phillips. He's uh, a hey, vicar's man. son. His dad's a vicar, Jonah. Oh, cool. That? <laughs> cool. That's nice. <laughs> and right, come on, let's interview you in a professional way. Oh, no way. Yeah, come cool. on. It'll be good. Jonah Hill is a 24-year-old actor and screenwriter. <laughs> Let me see that thing. Do you want to be in charge? <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Um, Jonah's now in charge of his own interview. It's so funny, the second thing is an arrest. Yeah, that's it, we straight into the... Dude, none of my accomplishments are on here, it's you're just my, my rap sheet. <laughs> John, it says sometimes you're unpleasant. The bar, the bar where I used to drink in New York, that's yeah. another bullet point on here. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of Bob Dylan, according to this sheet of paper. Are you? I am, totally, yeah. You're interviewing yourself, you might end up in the vortex in the middle <laughs> yeah, of the world. Yeah, no, with I, just, I always think it's funny, those sheets, you know, like, yeah. it's on those, uh, like what you like and what you're interested in. Well, is it accurate? Because look, it says here you're a big fan of Bob Dylan. Is that true? Definitely. It Love says, Bob Dylan. It says here you were arrested. Are you able to talk about this? or is it Yeah, no I, no, I actually talked about it. The only reason anyone knows mm. is because I talked about it on Jay Leno or, or Tonight Show or something like right. that. Right. I got arrested for urinating in public a few years ago. Mm. Um, and I just pulled over to go, like, like just I was in traffic and I yeah. just had to pee really bad. Yeah. And in L.A., because there's, like, tons of homeless people, they don't really let... Not that I would be mistaken for... I don't know, maybe... No, maybe, you're dressed yeah. lovely. You look very handsome. <laughs> they don't let you just go in and use a bathroom somewhere. No, why? It's so crazy, because because I think they feel that... You're going to inject heroin into your arm. 
Yeah, you're gonna like do something crazy, take a shit on the oh, okay, oh. take a poop on the floor. Oh, Jonah, like that. sorry. Why have you done that? First weeing in public. I'm sorry. Currently <laughs> weeing on homeless people for sexual kicks. Now shouting swear words. What's next from Jonah? I apologize, England. Thank Seriously, you. guys, I'm super sorry, England. Oh, look at that as a nice <laughs> apology. That sounded genuine. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sorry. And <laughs> they don't let you use it, so I went over and like just peed in an alleyway like tucked away not mm. like in view of anybody yeah and then all of a sudden i heard like whoop, whoop, and it was just like two cops and they're like put your hands up get your hands on the air like screaming at me like i was like like about to kill somebody or something and then i tried to deny it and they right. were like did you just pee out here and i was like no definitely not <laughs> and there was literally like an evident stream of urine like <laughs> heading towards the cop so that led back to you like hansel yeah. and gretel's trailer suite <laughs> it was an arrow of guilt yeah. just like pointing at me and the cop like bent down and, and like put his finger and tasted it. He was like, "Oh yeah, no, that's <laughs> urine. <laughs> Delicious urine. <laughs> oh yeah, it's real. Like we know and love. It's the good stuff. But let's take it directly from the source. <laughs> yep, that's Jonah Hill, all right. I know it anywhere. I yeah. see. Well, I've a criminal record myself, of course. I think I've been arrested for urinating in public, but of course, there's many other crimes. Many. What's the longest time in jail you served? Only like hours, really, because oh, they're really? mostly possession of drugs, uh, stealing things, public nudity, smashing things up, <laughs> you know, abusive to a police officer. You so, don't do time for beating up a cop? No, only abusive, like, if I was unpleasant <laughs> okay. to him. I don't kill him. I'm not iced tea. I have this picture of Russell in my head of, like, when he was crazy doing, like, beating the hell out of a cop. Well, I would have done if I'd have felt physically confident enough. <laughs> but, but I'd much more be a person cops, who... Was... Cops are generally... Uh, there's, like, a stereotype that cops aren't in good shape here. That's mm. the general stereotype, especially in the 80s, that they, like, eat donuts and just hang out. But yeah. every cop I've seen... Looks like he could beat up anyone around him. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if I, if I hear someone is a policeman, you sort of think, right, I don't think, let's have a fight with him. He's yeah. got, over here, he's got a gun. In England, he's, he's got a truncheon. They could be nasty. What's that, like a billy, like that club or whatever? Like a, like a, like a stick. Like a stick, yeah. Hit you those sticks that. are hard, man. No, I've held one of those. Because uh, in Superbad, there were like two cops, yeah, Seth yeah, yeah. and uh, Bill Hader, and they were like... We got to play with all their cop stuff. That must have been nice. Yeah, it was really fun. I like hit a bunch of stuff with that club, and it, like, like? <laughs> it looked like it could really hurt somebody. What were you, what were you hitting? <laughs> like there was this car that was all beat up. Like once it blew up in the movie, mm, and they right. had the stick, and I put two and two together and just kind of took this, start beating up the car with the stick. Did you ever with Michael Sarah? We just did it for fun. It was it was really fun, actually. I can't imagine Michael Sarah <laughs> doing that because he's very gentle. You yeah. can imagine doing that for yeah, Mike just like kind of tapped it a little. Oh yeah, bit that seems it. okay. Yeah. <laughs> just but with you, did you ever let go of yourself while beating it and sort of it become about hatred from childhood or anything? Any anger? No, it was more like a fun. Yeah. If I was ever going to do anything like bashing something, it'd be straight up out of fun. Yeah. Not out of anger, I don't think. This say. is fun bashing. Yeah, this is fun bashing, not I hate you dad bashing. Yeah. This is different, a different yeah. kind of um, anger, I think. Yeah, because me, sometimes I will let out I hate you dad bashing, and I realize, <laughs> oh no, I'm in public. It's a little darker. Well, I'm glad I didn't take that turn while we were doing it to be like, 
the yeah. turn of, uh, oh no, now this is just dark and weird and yeah. not fun anymore. Cause it's difficult to come back from that, you know, for the rest of the people present. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Joan has gone through the looking it, glass. But that's like one of the great comedy scenes always is like, I'm sure in almost every comedy movie, there's a scene where some people are having fun and then someone goes a step too far. And there's always that moment of like, yeah. oh, this is really uncomfortable. It's yeah. kind of like the classic setup. It's a very much a classic setup and also part of my own life that it used to happen like, oh, come on. Yeah, I'll We're be all wild. <laughs> yeah. And then I would usually be the one. And also we could defecate or maybe yeah <laughs> let's touch this stripper's boobs right you've gone too far yeah. get out it's over for you now yeah that is the that is the that is the most uncomfortable it gets basically that's a sex crime you've done a sex crime you're a star of numerous films i've seen you in Superbad. well done brilliant Thanks, acting by you we've made a film together we was in forgetting sarah marshall together yeah. we had scenes we're together. gonna make another film together we're making another film yeah, together it's a me and russell movie i can't we can't even talk about it so so top secret it's so top secret they haven't even announced it in the world yet but uh yeah. just know that russell and i are going to make a movie together it's going to be gonna pretty be exciting awesome. yeah but it's funny i've been working on it yeah it's funny as hell man it's going to be good isn't it because yeah. you're very good at improvising for example all these things you've said just now you're just improvising them are you <laughs> i if i had written them i'd be pretty bummed out at myself <laughs> right <laughs> how funny they are why did you, why did you swear <laughs> <laughs> if i had spent time writing this brilliant material that's coming out don't put yourself down it's, it's lovely i liked it when he talks about the arrow of urine for example we can keep that all right cool that we can edit out the rest of it just use the arrow of urine part. yeah but ladies and gentlemen welcome jonah hill arrow of urine <laughs> hey, that was i would love that if everything you did was edited down to the best like 30 seconds you know mm. what i mean and then you could just be like jonah and then 30 seconds of you know semi-funny stuff and then forget all the dumb stuff no 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 you've stuff. been fantastic don't put yourself down <laughs> I won't hear it. what was it so you done saturday night live did you like doing that oh yeah that was like my dream since i was a kid man because I, I i have a lot of english friends and in, in england it's not really Mm. They don't even show it out there, right? They don't show it, but we know it's a cultural reference and we know that it produces movie stars, so that's yeah. how Yeah, and hosting out here in comedy, if you host Saturday Night Live, that is the number one highest like mm. achievement that every comedic performer goes for. Right. It's to either be on Saturday Night Live or even, even host it. Right. You know, and uh, to me, that was like my dream since I was a kid, so yeah. it was really fun, man. It was crazy. Go on, what was, what was your favorite bit of doing it? Did you enjoy it? Was you happy? Yeah, I got to like write two pieces that got on the show mm. and that was a dream also to be like a writer you know to write something for the show yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it was cool and a lot of my friends are on the show like bill Hader, yeah who was in forgetting Sarah i've Marshall. met him the other day he's amazing isn't he, he is like one of the nicest funniest dudes ever he's sitting on a lot of intensity isn't he as a matter like he's one of the people that has to hold bring himself down to be in a film as opposed to <laughs> Boy, let's get excited in a film he's like a very intense sort of person yeah <laughs> Like it's gonna explode. <laughs> well, he also is really good at impressions, so it's annoying when you're talking to him because you know he's kind of forming some sort of uh, impression of you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because people that do impressions, they kind of like yeah. that are good at them. You know that they're kind of like, oh man, see when I leave, is he gonna do some like, hey, I'm Jonah. This is my impression of Jonah, and you're gonna be like, oh man, <laughs> it's spot on, and I can't even get pissed because it's like right, but it's I'm still... Jonah. I'm weeing in the street. Oh, I'm lying to the police. I'm Jonah. <laughs> That's his impression of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's spot on, man. That's it. I think we very much <laughs> captured the essence of you. Right, due to your obsession with, uh, your unhealthy obsession with Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose someone's probably queued up a Bob Dylan record, have they? Is there one available yeah, for us to listen to? Blowing in the wind like a rolling stone. What do you want? That um, do you have, uh, 
Um, Don't be obscure to impress people in England. I know, I know. <laughs> Guys, I'm trying to think of this Dylan B-side I heard one time, 19 years ago. Uh, I was on a train from in Bangladesh. Just, uh... <laughs> what a life you lead! <laughs> no, we can play whatever you want. Any, any Dylan song's fine for me. Well, it seems that you've got the option of blowing in the wind or like a rolling stone. I like Hurricane. I like that song a lot. Right, surely we can get that. That's not an obscure Bangladeshi yeah, train song. Can we get that for Jonah Hill? Cause we that, can't that, go know. to it now. You'll have to fill for a bit. But we, I'm oh, can we, we can I can fill. I can fill. Gosh, we could fill all day. Dude. Of course Come we on. can. We, what do you think we've been doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is all fill. We're filling away. <clears throat> Hold on, there's some more. Let's have a look at these questions that have been uh, written. So do you write questions? I don't write them. He does. The vicar's son. The, he's an insomniac vicar's son. He comes like, in. and write questions. Yeah, like, you know, as you can see, not much of the interview has been built around the questions, has it, Jonah? No, I assumed, because you, you and I are friends, that we would just come in and, and talk and stuff. No, it regimented. Super, super, super <laughs> Nothing I've ever done really is super... Well, this hasn't been particularly formulaic, has it? I wish you guys could see the sheet. <laughs> well, link <laughs> seven. Like... Well, I mean, some of it might be helpful. Yeah, totally. In college, Jonah wrote and acted in his own plays at the Black and White Theatre in the East Village of New York. It's actually a bar, not a theatre. Right. So yeah, isn't it, they, we turned like the front of the bar into a stage. Already, already, that's difficult because you're fighting against the function of the building. Of everyone being drink. drunk. Yeah. Right. But it was funny. That's that's where the jokes came from because it was like if it wasn't funny. People that are drunk don't want to see like a serious play. No, they don't. They want to either laugh or be drunk. Yeah, that's it. They've, ne they've chosen a certain lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you want to be serious, don't spend your life drunk. And I was 18 and like very obviously should not have been in the bar. Mm. It was very apparent to people that I was not supposed to be there. Because you've got a youthful demeanor and you were yeah, in fact young. I looked way younger than I was when I was 18, I'd right. say. I probably, but I would stand outside and... Um, if there was someone who was 30, like someone, you know, in New York, there's like a lot of these like preppy people that come downtown to kind of like, you know, they want to be like, oh, I'm, I'm cool. I'm going to go downtown and, you know, be with the young people and stuff. Right. But we were all just like broke ass students and stuff like that, you yeah, know? Yeah. So like we, uh, they come down and I would stand outside and look like I was 16 and ask for people's ID that were very obviously like over 30. <laughs> and I would go, this is crap get this out of here you guys can't come in here with this crap right. and they would leave and then we my friends and i would just laugh so i'd go bro i'm 34 years old i could come in here i'm 34 years old look at me uh make this amount of money a year i'm this fucking oh whoa okay. i'm this cool oh, no. <laughs> why are you trying to destroy our country why well, doesn't get Bob Dylan now <laughs> we put on Bob Dylan, you've ruined England. <laughs> Sorry, England. We've ruined the special relationship. We fight wars with you. And what do you do? You come here and effing blind. I'd like to apologize to England and Bob Dylan yeah. and uh, Jacob Dylan. <laughs> See if you can finish that story without befouling the air with your gutter mouth. That was it. <laughs> it just ends on you effing I heard, I knew, yeah, me, me F wording. Yeah, that's it, right. So 34 year old. Imagine man. that. Jo Jonah effing and blinding at an innocent man who was prepared to state what he earned, what his salary was to get into a bar to watch what was probably not a very good The play. worst show by an 18 year old ever. Jonah Hill! Da, 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 da. Right, we're doing an item now. This is a professional item. Okay. You have a caller, Russell. What? We've got a caller? Is it Noel Gallagher? He is. The second Noel of the evening. The evening second Noel. Noel Gallagher. Hello, Noel Gallagher. <laughs> Noel? Why are you doing impressionations of uh, Snagglepuss? <laughs> that was a good impression. <laughs> Noel, allow me to introduce you to Jonah Hill. Jonah, Noel, Noel, Jonah. Hello, hello. Hey. 
Who's he? No. He's a bloody famous actor. <laughs> Don't get all English. He's <laughs> young. I, he, my word, I, the, I'm um, a big fan. Oi! Leave him alone! What is it? He's just, he's being like all, he's being very English and like, who is this? Like, what, what? No, <laughs> be polite, we're on the, he's, I'm in studio I, with Jonah Hill, behave I, yourself. I, I assumed Noel Gallagher would have no idea who I was. Yeah. It was, uh, it's always an assumption in my heart, but uh, I like your music a lot and also, um, perhaps be oh, polite. Well, thank you very much, yeah. well you've obviously got impeccable taste, I'll give you that. <laughs> but his favourite Bob Dylan track is of course Blowing in the Wind, <laughs> that's very much what he defines himself by. Oh, we you, got, so you were doing Bob Dylan impersonation. <laughs> That's what we were both doing. Oh, Wait, so, so, Noel, when is Bush coming out with another record? Who? Ah, <laughs> there we go. He's fighting right back. Do you see, Noel? You've got yourself into a situation with a comedian and not for the first time. Um, yes, Noel, are you right, mate? I, I don't understand what that was all about, then. About Bush, <laughs> a band a that managed to joke. break America. <laughs> yeah? It's about me being a dumb American. It was a joke about Americans. He's, he's, People he's, not knowing about me. Oh, really? So I nervously yeah. laugh, then? But listen, no, why, don't be horrible. Be your normal self. But Stop sorry, showing man, I've just, off. I've just, I've just woken up because I was listening to the show and then I fell asleep as you and the second unfunniest man in comedy were nervously <laughs> laughing at each other's bollocks humour. So <laughs> <laughs> Me and Noel Fielding, he means here. That's who he's attacking. Do you guys there. have like this great relationship where you, uh, yeah, oh, where he, oh, he hurts my feelings? Yeah. What's that with you? Did you hear the bit where we said you look like a, a mum's mate next door neighbour? Is well, that what? Is... Well, it's better than looking like some of the older brother's ugly sister, isn't it? <laughs> so have you missed that's me? What you probably look like. Listen, I tell you what it is, Noel. You've missed me a little bit, and you can't show your affection because you're too working class in Northern. So it's coming out as aggression. Is that what this is? Mm? Uh, I don't, I don't know what that means. Obviously, obviously that's college humour. <laughs> I didn't go to college because, as you know, I was working down a mine in my teens on right. heroin. That's that how got, tough that I was. You've got squinty eyes. <laughs> I've got lovely eyes, captivating yeah, hypnotic eyes. Gun, are you going to contribute genuinely to the show? Because I've actually missed you. Yes, right. What do you want? You called me. I'm not calling up to contribute anything. You called me. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> God, I think it's no, <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure they called you to let you know I was a huge fan, and I'm glad you're a huge <laughs> fan as well. And I'm uh, just glad that we share that huge um, uh, adoration for each other's work. And I just wanted well, to throw that out there. Well, <laughs> lovely connection. Well, well, you're definitely huge. Yeah. <laughs> no, Gallagher. Oi, have you heard my song? Have you heard my my version of a? Have you heard my rock and roll song yet? Yeah, I played it on the radio show. No. Put a bit of it on, will ya? So that Noel can uh, be in touch with what we're talking about. Which one? <laughs> Which one? Uh, do something. I think maybe. Put so a bit you've been of making on. music while you've been in the states. Exactly. That's some of us can do that. Yeah. Fear. Listen to it, it's really good. Put it on, but leave our mics up so you can hear Noel. Try not to swear, Noel. We, uh, we've got inside of you, right? Okay. I might right, swallow the speaker again, cool. but you know where it goes. This, this is going to liven you right up. This end is going to blow you away. Get ready. Oh, this ancient skies <laughs> I've had these wandering eyes Call that look by surprise when you let me inside you yeah inside you inside you you have absolutely no idea do you <laughs> my mum is in the room and she's shocked by what you just said because she thinks I'm mum I've got a good singing voice and I excellent, excellent. <laughs> oh, spoken like a, spoken like a true mother
<laughs> yeah, it's really, there you are. It's a good, it's very good. Anyway, Thank anyway you. Joe, how are you? What, what, what's this now? What's this? I don't attack? know. I thought his name was Joe. Jonah, what's up with you? You're on drugs. <laughs> what's not, going on with you today? Not, Is this what you're like moment, when you just not wake the up? Moment. I'm not on drugs at the moment because drugs are bad, obviously. Thank you. Well done for towing the BBC line. Are, uh, you, are, you, are you a bit overtired? No, 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 no. I'm fine. What, um, what, what was the music in Adolf? Oh, right. That's from uh, the forthcoming film starring myself and Jonah called <laughs> Forgetting Sarah Marshall, in which I play a rock star. And uh, in which I've managed to get some lines in ridiculing you, and which by the second I gl grow more glad of. I'm right. very happy. <laughs> but I stuck a few lines in there to have a little pop at you, mate. Right, now then, well, I, 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 should I be flattered? Mm. I think I am actually flattered. Yeah, of course be flattered, because it's actually a sign of the deep affection and love that well, I hold Well, when you. you finally get our new album on vinyl and spin it backwards, you know, mm. then we'll see the, the hidden message that's in there. There better be a hidden message for me in your album it backwards. It just says cheese. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Let's listen to, uh, let's do our regular item, Gay, where we help people with gay-related problems. <laughs> uh, let's have the jingle for that now. Noel, stand the line. Help us with Gay. Gay! This week, Gay will be hosted by Jonah Hill, a successful up-and-coming American actor who's been offended by boorish next-door neighbour mum-mate look-alike Noel Gallagher. Good evening, good evening, Great Britain. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> so, uh, here we go. Uh, this is a question for, uh, for all of us here. It's from Jamie D. Why is it, says Jamie D, that gay men are generally at attracted to these four uh, professions? Shop assistant, hairdresser, air steward and nurse. Why is that? Why are they doing that, says Jamie D. Jonah Hill, why do you think that's happening? I don't know. Is nurse one of those? Um, the shop assistant hairdresser, nurse, why have you not come across a gay nurse? Because I've had to have, once had to have a gentle inspection from a, a man who was dead gay and was well up for like being proper gay in a very sort of clear and blatant way. Really? Okay, pop it out, alright, let's have all that. Oh, and then, then when they <laughs> put that thing down the hole in your penis, like he, he did a that. <laughs> That's right, I keep hold of that now. <laughs> I'm not as young as I was, dear. So, yes, I think we I can. I make those. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's a lovely hobby. I hope Bob Dylan's still listening. So, maybe you can do him one. I made Bob Dylan's cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, how, what about these four gay professions, Jonah? Do you have a view on that or not? Uh, no, I don't really know. No? No. Do you have a view? Uh, I think the gay quarter in comedy has already taken up, so that's probably all that's left, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> nice and insult. He's referring to us being gay, <laughs> guys. <laughs> there it is. Wait, are you a comedian? Or are you? <laughs> wow. He does a lovely little sideline. <laughs> you can be relied on to do some ridicule. Okay, well, hold on. Here is another gay inquiry. It's from Lauren. Dear Russell, Matt, and Nick, Nick the Vicar's son, I'm a girl and I'm in love with a gay man. He tells me stuff about his boyfriends and I find it very uncomfortable, <laughs> but we're really good friends, so I have to listen, even though I'm in love with him and his gayness. That's Lauren. What are we going to do about that, Jonah? Have you got any words of wisdom? Uh, go for it. Yeah, just try and... I kind of actually spaced out while you were talking. Oh, she so I assumed it was. What did you space out? <laughs> I don't know, I was kind thinking about something else. You're here to <laughs> You must focus on the item, I Jonah. I apologise. Like... So go for it just seemed like the appropriate 
Go yeah, for it. it. <laughs> Go for it. That's all of you. What if the problem had been I feel suicidal? What if it had been oh, I'm gay and I'm thinking of killing myself? Oh, okay, yes, no. yes, it was. No, it wasn't. She says I'm uncomfortable with myself. I'm gay and I feel uncomfortable about it. Well, go for I'm it. thinking of ending be it all. Be gay. No, just be gay. Right, so just be gay. Don't kill yourself. No, definitely don't kill yourself. Be gay. Good. Coming on here, everything blind. Didn't <laughs> get in the teenagers of Britain. The gay teenagers of Britain to kill it up, Britain. <laughs> there it is. Jonah Hill there. No, as you know, the problem was actually a woman is in love with her gay friend. I was just yeah. testing Jonah's moral boundaries. What do you think that that, gay, that woman should do about her gay friend, Lauren, there? Well, just mm. humour him for a while. Just... Yeah, hold on. She fancies, she actually fancies him and he's no, gay. No, she only thinks she does. What, because he's inaccessible? Well, yeah, of course. He's just slightly out of reach, isn't he? Just slightly out of reach. He's there, but he's gay, so it's difficult. He's there, so, but he's biting for the other side. So her emotions are in a way confused wasted a bit like yours for mine Russell wasted what like my 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 particular gay emotions that I have towards you yes you know the way that you can't let you know two hours of your life go by without mentioning me somehow whether it be disparaging or bigging me up or dressing me down all that's the same thing I big you up I dress you down you're like a living barbie to me you are that's right darling (laughs) that's how I see you it all amounts to flirting as we both know yeah, it's a kind of flirting, it's kind of healthy. I'm glad we found a way to relate to each other that's healthy. No, hang on a minute, we don't relate yeah. to each other. Okay, fair enough. Let's, I, let's I, that. I relate to you. Mm. You, just right, find listen. Me, you find me fascinating. I'm intrigued by you, you're an intriguing <laughs> and delightful man. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, my, you know, I find you irritating, but I call him. Look You're drunk, time. aren't you? You've come on our radio show drunk and you've been unusual. I'm really glad you're here. I'm going to call you directly after this. I'm going to call you, I'm going to get your wife yeah, you in a never, battered women's refuge. You never call refuge. me directly after it. You always call me directly before you want something. And <laughs> never call me directly afterwards. I know, I know. See, do you see, it hurts him. That's why he has to Come on. Right, coming in. Right, we've got to wrap up the show now. The show's nearly over. We need to have some news. But before that, Poet Laureate of the show, Mr. G, will summarise the show. Put his jingle on. He's got a jingle now. Someone. I've seen him on the telly the other night. You've seen G on the telly? What's his career doing? He was, on, he was on BBC London News or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Don't <laughs> you blase. Oh, yeah. What are you doing on BBC London News? Promoting hoodies. He was being interviewed by uh, some BBC <laughs> presenter who was asking him what he was up to. And he was. He was talking in that exact voice that he just spoke in then. <laughs> that was him, so it was definitely him. Gee, yeah. you being yourself or did you act all weird? I, actually, was, and I actually, me and Sarah actually sat in and went, that's that geezer. Oh, that's the radio show. Right, fair enough. Well, Gee, do you want to justify what the hell was going on? No, I'm going to do the poem. Fair enough. <laughs> 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 that's Mr G there, okay. poet laureate of the show. Coming this poem is called you. A Breast of the Matter. Mm. Amateur calamities caused by tantrums of travesty, torch lights shine bright like lanterns of insanity. Lactating for two Olympics, tipped milk relays the holistic remedy to heal the world from unreasonable misfits. Redefining the moon, the sun's obliged to give room from transatlantic showdowns admiring the womb. Ducked in a bush, rodents reluctant to push, so just let the vinegar be administered and stuck in our mush. There he goes, Woo! Mr. G there, summarising the show. <laughs> the poet laureate of the show. Thank you, Mr. G. Thank you, man. Well, have we got to wrap up the show now? Is the show yep. Yeah, yeah you've got, got a couple minute. of minutes. Well, it's been a lovely show. Noel, thank you very much for your 
curmudgeonly, <laughs> wrinkly rocker contributions. You fit that stereotype more with every passing day. Yeah, You're whatever, right. whatever. Yeah. And then suddenly adolescent, <laughs> Noel Gallagher there, back there. He's still on the whatever. show. He's back to, all sulky. He doesn't hang up or anything, though. Stays doing the show. Yeah, whatever. I can't be bothered. Right. So thank you, Noel Gallagher. You've been fantastic. Thank you, Noel Fielding. Remember, Noel Fielding is doing Teenage Cancer Trust. You can get tickets for that at the Albert All. Lovely calls. I'll send some sort of message. Matt, plenty. Wait. <laughs> Stop it! Stop I'm just keeping off. out of this show now. It's, uh, it's basically oh, no, it's awkward. It's really, it's like Joan Reel's come here. He's been all lovely. Wonderful contribution. <laughs> listen to Jones's jukebox. You probably listen to that online. When are you doing your week of that? Oh. I don't know. He's confident. <laughs> He's the confident man. I didn't come here to promote him. I just came to hang enough. out with you, man. Thank you. I'm glad you did. Yeah. It's lovely to have you. You've been a lovely guest, and Thanks, to tell man. you the truth, even though we even though we didn't cling to the rich. And no, structure. I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to do the segment you want to do, which is where you point out all your favorite parts of all my movies. That's I apologize. <laughs> Maybe next time we can get to it. I'm we'll sorry. get to that. <laughs> you have my word. We're going to do Noel's favorite <laughs> No, Gallagher gets super bad on next I don't know what's going on. Look, it's a good film. You're sounding out of touch. Get a grip. You've got a new album out soon. You're breaking up there, mate. You're breaking up there, mate. Sorry. You're cracking up, Gallagher. You're cracking up. You're insane in the membrane. So thank you, Noel. Thank you, Matt Morgan. Thank you, Mr. G. Thank you, everyone. Next week, have we got anyone good on the show next week? Yeah, we will have. We Adam will Green, have. Adam Green. Adam Green's oh, got the Concords. He knows Jonah. Yeah. He's Concords. probably taking the time to watch a film. Flight of the Concords might be turning up next week. We love Other friends family. of mine. So I'm last night. Come down here. You'll yeah. be very welcome. Come down. We've got Noel Gallagher. We're going to send him some DVDs. <laughs> Good <Prepare> for <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. We make this show for you. We love you. Hare Krishna. This is BBC Radio 2 online on Digital 188 and 91 FM. Here is some news. <laughs>